Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm one of your hosts, DM Neil, aka Jote Maniac. And I'm your other host, DM Celeste, aka Sea Witch. And today we are talking about yet another superset, and this one is going to tie back to one entitled Monstrous Mayhem. Good name. Respectable name. Yes. Um, so if I give up and don't do a pop culture reference, it's going to be alliteration. So yep. Um, yep. <laughs> there you go. It's how you name taverns. It's how you name episodes. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect idea. <laughs> so this one was the idea that the success of the previous exercise in collaboratively creating a playable race for characters that uh, while that's fine, having something that it can play off of is probably super important if you're going to go through all the effort to have right. a, uh, another playable race. Um, so this was building out the counterpart to that a lot. Uh, made me think of like the Githyanki versus the Gith... Gith... Githzerai? Zerai, yes. Mm. Yep. Yeah, very cool. I, I love that idea, yeah, of having like... Um just a, an opposite, you know, it's like every, you know, the force has two sides, you know, you need the dark side, mm -hmm. <laughs> you need the light side. Yes. Uh, so very cool. I'm excited to hear what y'all come up with. And that means we should head to the exercise already in progress. Well, I think that's smashing. cool if we collaboratively created a monstrous race specifically one that is a longtime enemy of the playable race that we made on the last gymnastics the kurivane and so for this one we made the minway mm, the minway so it looks like just off the bat from what the wonderful dungeon masters on the forums kind of put together was that these are on average they have a very high intelligence that just the average commoner amongst this race is about a 14 and that casters are just by default kind of 18 or 20 as far as their intelligence so you can tell these guys are pretty much smart from what i know of the kuravain they were more warlike so we're already kind of placing these as being kind of on the other end of the spectrum being less of the brute and more of the brain yeah, speaking of that brain aspect, the Minwei were set upon the world of Deimbe by Adraxis, the god of science, to learn of what the Ankurai desert holds. So essentially they were set there specifically to go and learn, and that's the native homeland of the Kurivaim um, that we talked about last time. So I take it that the Kurivaim probably aren't too pleased with these people being set in their land. No, and we will get into kind of a resource conflict is the main thing that put the two races at odds. Interesting. So tell me what an average Minway would look like if I was to see one on the streets of, say, Tower Town. So like the physical features of the Minway are very avian in appearance, very similar to versions of desert birds, though. So not quite as aesthetically pleasing as the Tengu or other races like that, but instead more of like vultures and just that like the carrion bird kind of feel to it. All of them are bald and they can actually fly through a combination of having wings as well as magic involved. Interesting. Yeah, and so they have the wings and use their bird-like legs and feet to do what we would commonly do as a humanoid creature with our hands. So you can actually see the image of an alchemist, a Minway alchemist, standing on one leg and using the other taloned foot 
to stir concoctions and do whatever it needs to in like its alchemical lab. Kind of gross, but interesting. So many accidents. <laughs> yeah, accidents, and I don't know if I'd want to drink a potion that was stirred by someone's foot. Ooh, true. Yeah. So and I think another interesting thing to note about the physical features is that the size of a minway is kind of dependent on their role in society, and also the color of their plumage of their feathers kind of has a basing in like where they fall in like the social caste. So not only are they kind of bird-like in appearance, but that appearance really affects who they are are in society and what place in society they have. So I think that's kind of an interesting feature. Definitely. And the color also is an indicator of where they are in terms of the caste system that they have established. So you could have like a dull brown to bronze all the way to just like a gleaming gold. And the brighter it is, the better the feathers shine. And the emperor himself is actually called the soul of the sun and his feathers seem as if they actually glow with like their own light so the brighter the better very interesting very interesting it seems like as a whole the race is very much a traditional alignment they are very much lawful neutral just like their creator adraxis they have a very extremely rigid social structure and codes of conduct and so that kind of makes me think that they're very you know very samurai like they're very much bound to a code of honor yeah and i think it's like those ideals and that structure that also conflicts with the kurivame who were originally a very nomadic people and the strong survive and everything like that whereas the minwei are establishing themselves as very rigid with both a caste and a culture and if you're not this you don't get that kind of thing very interesting the minwei have always called the ankari ankari i don't remember how i said it the first time so i think you said ankari yeah on the ankari desert and have actually set up like the Pueblo cliff dwellings and if you want some amazing imagery definitely head to the forums and DM Windhover found a couple of awesome images that kind of depict what those settings could look like or those dwellings. Very interesting. So you had mentioned earlier that their main issue with the Curie vein comes from some type of resource conflict as it were. Hey, tell me more about that. Indeed. So as we had mentioned last week, the Kurivame were very into the herbs and plants in the desert and using those for very shamanistic and druidic reasons and the hallucinogenic properties. And it's the Minwei that want to take those and use them and study them and cultivate them and figure out how to use them in a more scientific method and see what all they can do. So there's this big conflict over the limited resource of vegetation there in the desert. Mm, yeah. So I assume they have a lot of border disputes, <laughs> you could say. Yes. So then the other interesting fact that was brought up was that the Minway are super, super territorial, like a mama bird when you get too close to the nest. And they will protect not only their secrets that they have of the, all the interesting alchemical things that they've come up with, but the emperor. They will live and die for the emperor and do anything to protect the emperor who has fun honorifics like his divine eminence, soul of the sun, the enlightened one, scourge of the scaled savages, the winged celestial, the fire of the east, and the phoenix emperor. Bunch of awesome honorifics to go with the emperor those are pretty impressive i think i'd be happy with just one of those we we could give you one i'm sure 
You can we have could. the fire of the east done. That's yours okay. now. I'm going to go it. ahead and delete it off the forums. It's okay. <laughs> very good. Yes. Please remove that from the post. Thank you. Done. So we've come to that fateful time when yeah. we will try and take one or both of the two ideas that are left and do some mental weightlifting right now. Mm, love it. Love getting them weights out. And so for the weightlifting, we are actually going to take the legendary representatives of the race. Okay. We can do this. And one of the things I had mentioned was maybe it's like a warlord or someone that had done super well against specifically against the Kurivame. Or or it could be someone that's amazing at science and figured out all kinds of awesome alchemical recipes. Or both. Ooh. Okay. I like it. Me too. What is this person good at? I think they're definitely good at killing the Kuri Vame. I like it. I think that just from the names of the leader, that kind of epithets and titles and honorifics are part of this culture. So I think that he would definitely have something along those lines. Maybe he has so many of them, uh, similar to our emperor, that people don't even know his name anymore. Uh, the only or perhaps they or perhaps they just refer to him as the current number of how many Kurivame he's killed. Mm. So they just refer to him as like ten thousand six hundred and eighty one. And then the next time he goes out to battle, he comes back and it's like eleven thousand four hundred and three. I like it. Just a kill counter. He's just a, a walking kill counter. <laughs> OK, so I have an interesting idea for a weapon. OK, let's say the this person is a dynamic duo. So let's escalate it just a little bit so we have this person who is very much the brawn which is rare for the minway and you're and it's not most of them are it's very not intelligent. common yeah yeah so he has someone that's kind of behind the scenes and equips this person with the best equipment the best alchemical stuff what if the person doing all the alchemy behind the scenes had figured out how to use the kurivem against themselves and the weapon that this person uses is the like protruding bones because that was part of the aesthetic of the previous race was that they had protruding bones at all their joints Mm. but they were using those and they were still elementally charged okay because the there would normally be electricity so i was thinking of what element could counteract that okay i think that's going to be probably the earth element So how would that, I mean, yeah, how would that present itself, though, as a weapon that this champion has? That's a great question. Okay, since we're playing with magic and all things that that are that, what if it's just super, super strong, they've figured out how to harden the bone into a weapon, but it also grants the wielder, like, magical properties that are earth-based. So almost like a earthbender type stuff. Yes. Causing earthquakes and, like, ripping open... Like a chasm in the ground or being able to like rip up rocks and hurl them. Ooh, man, that's how you get a good kill count. Uh, That is, that is really, I like it. All right. What is the alchemical person known for though? Like what's their specialty? Their specialty? I mean, I think it would be probably creating items, creating weapons. Okay. I like it. Or would it be through, like, making... In addition to kind of getting these weapons into the guy's hand, he also, in the game, the Witcher, 
you can like make potions or whatever. They have a different name for them. But basically you can take them and you take them as part of the process of becoming a witcher and they like enhance, they like mutate your genes, your DNA to give you special powers. So what if he kind of is creating like super soldier serums? Because obviously they are a more intelligence based race. And so to be able to fight against the Kurivame who are much more warlike, they have to beef up their warriors like artificially through alchemical means. I like it because it makes me think of a lot of examples. I was like, I was thinking of one and then I just started thinking of a bunch more. I mean, the one that stuck out though was like Bane and then getting the venom injected and then getting super bulked out kind of thing. Yes. Perfect. I also like the idea of using the extracts from the hallucinogenic properties of the flora there in the desert and like figuring out how to concentrate that super super well and then like dipping projectiles in it and so if you hit someone they just go and like, they're essentially incapacitated because they're, they're on like the craziest trip ever mm-hmm. <laughs> done we have done it sir Did you like that? Did you like those words Did that you? were spoken? I hope so. <laughs> um, also, happy holidays, because that's when this is going to come out. Oh, happy holidays. Good job. Um, and with that, though, if you did like it, go tell a friend. That's, that's your gym dues. As always, go tell someone to come and join this gym. Mm-hmm. And also make sure to leave us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. It helps folks know uh, whether or not they should invest the time in listening to this show. Uh, so your stars and your words are super duper helpful. Yes, we have 22 ratings, all five stars. Good job. Oh, us. my gosh. Be the one. Give us a one star. <laughs> I, I don't care. Just give us a rating and review. I wouldn't it helps be mad. us either way. Yep. <laughs> And if you want to get a hold of us and tell us how you have added different races or different things to your game, you can always email us at dmnastics at gmail.com. And of course, if you head over to Twitter, you can find us at dmnastics, me at Jotmoniac and Celeste at Seekonowich. And for everything else on this network, you can always find it at blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. A huge thank you over to the Bards over on Bombarded for our intro and outro music. You can find out more about Bombarded at bombardedcast.com. And with that, we'll turn out the lights and head out of the gym. But before we go, I want to implore you, the listener, to join the forums, the Discord, Twitter, anywhere else you can find us and take part in these challenges, exercises, and other amazing conversations being had. To do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some gymnastics so your players don't ask... Do you even lift?